Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. All right, let's let's have a seat. It's good to see every one of you this evening. I'm excited always to see you. All right, let's um, we're getting into the word. We want to we're teaching on the kingdom of God, Amen. And we want to look at something else alongside the kingdom. So we'll be dealing with these on Wednesdays, and we'll be dealing with the kingdom on Sundays. Let's pray. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Alright, so um, for, the, for the midweek services or the Wednesday services, I want to deal with the subject of the kingdom of God and Healing the sick. The kingdom of God and healing the sick. Now, I I would recommend two series that I've dealt with before. And I recommend that you get them again and listen to them over and over again. Uh, Developing an um, an inner image of longevity. How many of you remember that teaching? Okay. Get it? Listen to it over and over again. Um, Then also, I did a teaching on healing a couple of years back, maybe two years back. It's a six-part series. It's on the website. Uh, Get a hold of it because there are certain things that that teaching would lay foundation on today. Now, what I want to do as as we're teaching this series on the kingdom of God and healing the sick, I don't want you to see that this is a pastor's job. I'm teaching you what your role is. Are, are you following what I'm saying? Are you going home or you're here? Alright. Now, I, I, I'm teaching you to know what your role is. So, all through the Wednesdays, we are going to teach on the healing and, and spend some time in worship and receive healing. Now, uh, except I'm led by the Lord, then I'll lay hands on people who need to be healed. But what's going to happen is you're going to receive healing for yourself by listening to the word. Are you following what I'm saying? All right. So you've got to pay attention so that when your faith is active, you can receive your healing. Except I'm led of the Lord in in a different direction. So we're looking at the kingdom of God and healing the sick. So we know that the word kingdom, okay, is the word basilia. It means the rule of God or the reign of God. The rule of God or the reign of God. Now, let me say this to you first of all, before I go on, of how convinced I am that God heals. Uh, And God forbid it, it never happened. But I tell people that, listen, even if I die by any kind of sickness, on my deathbed, I still believe that God heals. So, what I'm trying to say is that my experience does not invalidate the truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's, that's important. I, I, want you to start, I want to start from that conviction first. 
For me personally, I've studied the word of God. I've seen the miracles of God. I've seen the healing power of God in my own life. I've seen how God has sustained me in divine health over the years. And I know that it is God's will to heal us 100%. Now, um, the ultimate origin of all diseases, how did sickness come to be, is the original sin. I'd say that. Uh, if Adam had not sinned, there would be no sickness among us today. Okay? Now, we're not saying that whenever we get sick, it is because there is, there is, we've committed a sin. But we're saying that out of the fall of man came what? Came sickness. Now, go to Genesis chapter 3 verse 13. Now, I, I want you to follow me. I'm trying to take my time because... I want to establish in you a conviction about how the kingdom of God deals with the subject of sickness. Galatians, oh sorry, Genesis chapter 3 and verse 19. Look at this. It says, this was when man sinned and dealt with the curse. It says, by the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground because from it you were taken for you are dust and to dust shall you return. So that's when you're burying people, they say you throw sand there and say dust to dust. Now, when this fall happened, and that's why I said you should listen again to the, to the teaching I did on developing an inner image of longevity, it took a whole lot of years for Adam to die. Right? But you realize that uh, it's, it's more like the more people live, the more people die <clears throat> um, quicker. You know, people used to live up to 80 and now all kinds of diseases and all kinds of sicknesses are killing people. Uh, it's not that disease and sickness have become stronger. I was thinking about it today and I realized that uh, one of the things, and you've got to be deliberate about living long. I'm going to be very blunt in this series. Not blunt, but I'm going to be very... Not, harsh is not the right word, but I'm going to be very straightforward and say some things, and I hope you don't take offense, but if you do not exercise your faith and study along the lines of healing and divine health, you can die early. And that's, that's a statement of fact. And I was thinking about it in the office today, and the Lord was just convincing me about certain things. not convincing in that sense, but bringing certain things to my mind. How much of our time we feed on, on, on things that are product of the curse. And how much of our time we feed on negative channels, negative news, death reports, things that make us offended, things that make us angry. We suck all of those things up all the time into our system. Hours upon hours upon hours we're feeding on this whole thing the world is, is projecting to us and we're not spending enough time feeding on divine life. Praise God. Now, I'm throwing a simple question out there because this series is going to challenge us and it's challenging me myself as a minister of the gospel. Um, if, I, if I throw a word out there that how many times or in the last one month how many times have you fed on healing testimonies of people that have been healed? Just feeding your faith on seeing people that have been healed 
several ministries or books or materials or divine health. But if I ask how many times you've watched movies, you've watched some comedies, you've watched, I mean, there's nothing wrong with all of those things. But what I'm trying to say is, listen, when it comes to the subject of divine health, you've got to be deliberate about feeding yourself. I learned that many years ago and it has never gotten, gotten away from me. That every day I feed myself on the health scriptures. I, I speak a health scripture over myself. I speak God's word regarding healing over myself. Glory to God. At least daily. Now, the, 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 the thing we have is this, right? Sometimes people want to be sick first before they, they pursue healing. Let me, let me give you an example. So, uh, if nothing is wrong with you, most times people don't know why they should feed on the subject of healing. Right? Yeah? Then when people are, are something is wrong or there's a sickness, then what do they want to do? They want to voraciously condemn healing, uh, connect to healing. Oh, pastor, what have you preached on healing? Oh, where are the healing scriptures? You know, we have a fire brigade approach to our health. Which shouldn't be. You have to be deliberate to feed yourself. Before you get old, start confessing over your bones and your eyes and your marrows. Are you, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? So that's very basic, but let's go on. So... Genesis 3.19 says, Until you return to the ground, since um, from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust will you return. And I'll say this, nothing will take you to the dust quicker than sickness. Nothing will kill you faster than sickness. Any kind of sickness. You know, some of us in our mind, we grade sickness. Right? So, headache is just okay. There's a... Uh, what do you take now? Um... Panadol Extra. Have they made another one after Panadol Extra? Yeah. What's that? There's Super Extra. I don't know. You know, uh, do they still make Fensic? Is there any drug still called Fensic? They still make Fensic? So all of you are answering like doctors. Okay. Praise God. Nothing will kill you faster than sickness. Sickness is not a friend, it's an enemy. You must treat it as such. Whether you inherited it, whether it came unconsciously, you've got to see sickness for what it is. Sometimes when you are wealthy and you have the best doctors and you have the best hospital, you always have a mind of, yeah, it can be sorted. Oh, yeah, it can be sorted. <laughs> Don't joke with the devil. And no joke with your life. All the devil needs to do to take you out is for the doctors to say they don't know what is wrong with you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's why I'm, I'm calmly teaching you this series because this is your instruction for long life. There are basically about four sources of sickness. The first one is uh, you've got to go get that series because I've done a full teaching on that. But uh, Sin can be responsible for sickness. Uh, we'll look at that as we go on. This is a three-part series. I want to take it very slowly so nobody will say they don't understand. Demons can be responsible for sickness. So some sickness are demonic. So for the, when a sickness is demonic, you can take all the tablets in the world. It won't go. Because the demon that is responsible, the demon has to be casted out. And if you have a sickness, 
that's caused by demons, when I finish teaching, you will cast out the demon from your body. Because you have authority to cast out demons. Is that okay? Alright. Now, uh, people have asked the question, can a Christian be demon possessed? The answer is no. You can't have the Holy Spirit and demons cohabiting or sharing the same apartment. The Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you because you are a child of God. But a child, um, sorry, a, a Christian who is not properly taught can be demon influenced. So the word is influence, not possess. To, to possess means to take a hold of completely. And if you are born again and filled with the Holy Ghost, you can't have demons staying in you, except you rented out a part of your mind. Alright, so you can be demon influenced. So demons and spirits can be responsible for sickness. Now, all sicknesses are not caused by demons. So you've got to understand, because this is where Christians also miss it. Uh, where some Christians are sick and they should go to the hospital for treatment, they now say it's a spiritual case. So they take the person from the hospital and send them to one prophet's house. Where somebody is not feeling fine, you now put them on dry fasting and prayer. They will die faster. Then when the person dies, I told you people, you didn't bring him here early. There was nobody, listen carefully, there was nobody Jesus healed and told to go and fast first. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Come on, are you hearing what I'm telling you? You see, we've got to follow the Bible. There was nobody Jesus healed and said, do dry fasting for seven days. This your case is serious. No. Don't punish people for your powerlessness. And while we are teaching on divine healing, don't feel guilty about going to the hospital and getting your healing and then come and believe. You will still have, let me tell you the truth, you will still have many years in this life that the enemy will try to throw sickness at you. So you still have many years to, to use your faith. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? Alright. Now, uh, there are natural curses. So, not, not curses. Not natural curses, not like somebody curse you. Natural curse, causative. Uh, in First Timothy chapter five and verse twenty-three, Paul told Timothy, he says, "Take a little wine for your stomach's sake." This is not a scripture for alcoholism. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Say, is it your Bible? Is it your Bible? Take a little wine for your stomach's sake. It's not me that said it. It's Paul. If out of the 66 books in this, and all the many revelations in this scripture, the only one that ministers strongly to you is take a little wine for your stomach's sake, then you need to be born again. Now, the reason Paul told Timothy that was because the... Um, now, I want us to read it from the New American Standard Bible. Look at this. And I'm deliberately going very slowly because I, concerning the subject of divine healing, I want all of you to get it. I want all of you to get it. No longer drink water exclusively. Okay? Yeah, this translation is okay. 
no longer drink water exclusively. So, if I say, for instance, don't drink water exclusively. What, what am I trying to say? Don't, don't drink only water exclusively. What am I trying to say? Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to get a word. What am I trying to say? Huh? Don't drink water alone. Am I right? Yeah, that's it. If I say, no longer drink water exclusively, what I'm trying to say is, don't drink water what? Alone. Okay? But use, right? But use a little wine. Come on, for what? For the sake of your stomach and your what? Frequent ailment. Now, if I, if I, if I, let's, let's leave the Bible interpretation. Okay? Please pay attention to this. If I say, for instance, don't drink water alone. Take a little Coca-Cola for the sake of your stomach and your frequent sickness. What do you think I'm trying to communicate here? That would show you that the water or what you're taking is what is causing the sickness. And so you've got to reduce this so that you will not have that sickness so much. Right? Do you understand that? Okay, you don't. Now, if I say no longer drink water exclusively, I'm saying don't drink water alone, but use a little wine. Now, you're using the little wine for the sake of your stomach. So, Bible historians said it was like there was pollution there and everything. And so, the water was causing Timothy to always have frequent ailments. It's like you drink bad water and you're always having runny stomach. Now, I've gone to some nations. I can't remember which specific nation I've gone to. But what Coca-Cola was more expensive than water. Because they serve you food and then they've got Coke and they've got Coke and they've got Coke and they've got Coke and they've got Coke. I know some of you would think it's a German. Say, Pastor, which country? You know, <laughs> I don't know. You know, so we, you have to actually buy water. Now, in our own place here, water is abundant. Even though some of the water is not clean. Alright? So, what I'm trying to say is the sickness, let's leave all of that. The sickness of Timothy was caused not by demon. Not by sin. The sickness of Timothy was caused by the environment. So there can be a natural cause. You eat food that's not good, you can get sick. You inhale stuff you shouldn't inhale, you can get sick. So for some of us, it's not the, de- it's not the devil, it's not demons, it's not sin. It's just being dirty that makes us sick. Or we're not looking after ourselves very properly. For some of us, we've got to look at our bodies. You know, naturally, some things don't go well with you and everything and everything. You know, some things can just be natural cause. Then, uh, you can be sick out of stress. And that's why it's important to learn when to rest. Uh, Philippians, well, and just even in our introduction. Philippians chapter... It was almost like we should make Bible study two hours. Philippians chapter 2. But are you learning something so far? Alright. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 25. Am I right? Verse 25. 25. Okay. Look at verse 25. Philippians 2, 25. But I thought it necessary to send to you a Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, 
who is also your messenger and minister to my need. Verse 26, look at this. Because he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. Was sick means he got well. Verse 27. For indeed he was sick to the point of death. Sick to the point of death. But God had mercy on him. And not only on him but also on me so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I send him all the more eagerly so that when you see him again, you may rejoice and may be less concerned about you. Look at this. Look at this. Verse 29. Receive him then in the Lord with all joy and hold men like him in high regard. Hold men like him in high regard. Verse 30. Because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was deficient in your service to me. So it's actually the work of God that almost killed this man. Praise God. So it's actually the work of God that almost killed the man. He says he almost came to the point of death. So you can walk and walk and walk and break down. Especially when you have a, a workaholic nature. Okay? Now, when you... Let me, let me not say that, but... You must learn to rest your body. You must learn it. It's, it's very deliberate. If, you, if not... Uh, you can break down out of stress or out of accumulation of stress. Alright? And um, get sick. Okay. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4. We've looked at a couple of causes of sickness. Now, let's go to Isaiah 53. Just lay a foundation here on the issue of the kingdom of God and healing the sick. Isaiah chapter 53. Now also, that does not mean once you carry one spoon from the kitchen to the bedroom. Say, you, were you there on Wednesday? Say, yes. Pastor says, stress almost killed one man in the Bible. I'm not Epaphroditus. <laughs> Don't do that. Laziness can also kill you. <laughs> uh, okay? So, um, Isaiah 53. Um, can we read from verse 4? Talking about Jesus. Surely our griefs now, um, let me see this now. Mm, verse 3. Uh, he was despised and forsaken of man. A man of sorrows. That word sorrows in the Hebrew is pains. And acquainted with grief. That word actually was sickness. And like one from whom men hid their face. He was despised. We did not extend him. Surely our griefs or our sicknesses he himself bore. And our sorrows or pains he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken. Smitten of God and afflicted. But he was pierced through for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement for our well-being fell upon him. Observe that word. The chastisement of our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging we are healed. Which would you say by his stripes or by the floggings? Now, uh, the, 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 when he says by, the, by his stripes we are healed, the stripes of Jesus were not like with water cane. You know, how many of you were flogged with water cane then, back then? I mean, you know, or belt. No. The Roman, um, if I remember next week, I'll show you the picture. 
the Roman um, stripes had uh, metal tassels in front of them, like iron tassels in front of the end of the whip. So when they flogged you, it almost went round, and then when they pulled it, a part of your flesh comes out because there was iron at the end. And that's what Jesus endured on his physical body to give us healing. The body of Jesus was actually marred. It was actually, the, the flesh actually, part of it was pulling out. The, the, the Roman soldiers were not flogging because you didn't pay school fees. Their flogging was aimed at hastening your death. The Bible says when he took those stripes, it is for our bodily healing. And that is why you realize that if sickness is, an, is in our body, it's like well, taking something that the price has already been paid. It's like paying, um, it's like double punishment. Because Jesus literally took our stripes on him on the cross, on his physical body, for our health. Praise God. Now, now, when we talk about how sickness entered the world, you realize that the same chapter that talks about Jesus going to the cross for our salvation is the same chapter that talks about healing. And that's why when Jesus was teaching the message of the kingdom, he did not separate the kingdom from healing of the sick. He actually combined them both. Let's go to Romans chapter 5 and let's see how sickness came into the world. Romans chapter 5. Are you learning something this evening? Say amen if you are. Alright. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. And the reason I'm explaining it like this is so that you can go and teach others. Because God is depending on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you want to minister healing to someone, you know what to do. Don't just go there and say, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> eh? Sprinkling the blood, left, right and center. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man's sin entered into the world and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sin. So that death nature or that death factor spread to all men because of sin. Now, let's see something in John chapter 5. You, you see, observe what we've read. Go to John chapter 5 verse 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John chapter 5, verse 14. You know, when the teaching on healing is going on, the healing anointing is present. That's what the scripture says. Why Jesus was teaching, the power of God was present to heal. So as you feed on the word and listen to the word intently, you realize that the healing power of God is at work in your body already. John chapter 5. Praise God. Go to verse 14. Now, you realize, let's read from verse 13. But the man who was healed did not know who it was. <coughs> for Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in their place. Then, verse 14. After Jesus found him in the temple, he said to him, Behold, you have become well. Look at what he said. So do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse happens to you. Did you see what Jesus said in that place? He told the man after healing the man. He says, go and sin no more so that nothing worse would happen to you. 
Now, if, if the man says, if Jesus says, go and sin no more so nothing worse can happen to you, it means that the sin connects something worse. D- did you follow that? Okay, no, you didn't. If, if I heal someone, alright, if I'm a doctor, okay, if I'm a doctor and, I, and I, you come to the hospital and I treat you, I say, go and eat meat no more so that something worse will not come upon you. What do you think I'm saying? I should avoid meat. Why should you avoid meat? Huh? Just assume I'm a doctor. And I'll tell you, huh? go and eat meat no more. What do you think I'm trying so that something worse will not happen to you? What am I saying to you? That if you eat meat, right? I know some of you because I'm using meat as an example. You don't want to confess it. Say, Pastor, use another example. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I say, go and eat yam no more so that something worse. Okay, let me use beans. Most people don't like beans. Go and eat beans no more so that nothing worse will happen to you. What am I trying to say? I want you to understand something. It will help you. What am I trying to say? Avoid, first of all, I'm saying avoid eating beans. I'm also saying something. When I say let something worse not happen to you. No, not all die. No, no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Now, if, because what? Because beans will attract something worse to happen to you. That's what I'm getting. Do you understand that now? Yeah, we've said die a lot. You die. No, no, you say that. Are you following what I'm saying? So if I'm a doctor and I treat you and I say, don't eat beans anymore so that this sickness will not be worse, it means that because of the beans you are eating, it's increasing the tendency for that sickness. Am I correct in that example? Now, let's take that example and let's put it in the scripture. After Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, Behold, you have become well. That means you were sick before. You have become well. Now Jesus was speaking to the man as a well man. Not a man that is sick. As a man that is well. Am I right? Okay. Then he now says, Do not sin anymore. Now, so that nothing worse happens to you. So in this verse of scripture, Jesus connects sin to sickness. I'll show you other scriptures as we go. Remember, I'll remind you again, I did not say every time you're sick, you have sinned. So it's not like when you're sick, you don't find anything I see, omission or commission. The one I remember, the one I don't remember. Don't do that. Don't do that. You won't get healed that way. Okay? <laughs> Before you now commit and omit. Don't do that. Eh? The ones I remember, the ones I did not remember. Don't do that. Once you sin, you will remember. Okay? But I'm, I'm trying to explain something about sin and sickness. To see that sickness fastens itself because of sin. In my own life, most times, when I begin to, except maybe out of stress or natural stuff, sometimes when I begin to get a symptom of sickness, I search my spirit, where have I missed them? Where have I missed the mark? Why? Because in dealing with sickness, sometimes you have to deal with a legal issue. That, listen, my body has been bought with a price. Satan, this sickness is illegal. Because Jesus paid the price for the body. 
And you don't want Satan to have anything to accuse you of. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, the balance of that is, even if he has something to accuse you of, it is God you are responsible to, not him. So you confess your sin, God is faithful and just to forgive you, and you take the legal right of the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and the authority that God is giving to you and you evict sickness out of your body. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright. Um, now, so we, we, we found out that when man sinned, the curse came in and the curse is a product of, because of the curse, sickness came in. Now go to Galatians chapter 3. And I really, 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 really want you to get this. And I hope you're taking down notes because this is how you have to... You know, sometimes when you go and minister to people, of course, there are instantaneous healing. There are also times where you have to minister to people like they are receiving treatments because the Bible not only talks of healing, it talks of recovery and it talks of cure. And and so if you have these notes, um, sometimes if people would allow us minister to them as doctors ministers to them, they will get healed. Hmm? Let me give you an example. For instance, if a pastor lays hands on you and you pray, and nothing happens instantly, you know some people have lost faith that the man has no power. That's why people run most times to prophets. Okay? I really want to take this series very, very slowly so you don't miss anything. That's why most people run to prophets house that there is power there. And let me give you an example. For instance, I need to minister to you. I've seen people healed instantly when I minister to them. I've seen some people recover gradually. They get better and better and better. But for instance, let's take an example. You come, I lay hands on you and I pray for you. Jesus prayed for someone twice. He prayed for the man at once. He said, what do you see? He said, I see men as trees. Jesus said, you can't go that way. Because if you see men as trees and you have axe, what do you think is going to happen? What's going to think is going to happen? Eh? The man sees his father. And I say, this looks like a bamboo tree. Say, no, I'm your father, I'm your father. I say, no, you are a tree. And you know, you can't convince a man of what he's saying. What did Jesus do? Come on, what did Jesus do? He laid hands again. Don't be ashamed to lay hands again. You are administering the dose of God's power. Healing is, as, is, as, is the anointing, but it's also mechanical. Sometimes I pray for people with pains in Jesus' name. How are you feeling? Pain has not gone so much. I pray again, I pray again. Sometimes I lay hands on people sick, and then the pain starts disappearing. It's like you give someone a, a dose and it's not working. You, you increase the dosage. It's not working. You increase the dosage. It's not working again. Not like it's not working, but... <laughs> you know... <laughs> so... The curse of the Lord brought sickness and sin and death. So, what I'm saying... I, I need to give you that example. Um... When people go to meet all of those prophets, okay, they take a card, they take appointment card, and then they're sitting in that meeting or sitting in that church for months. Hmm? They are waiting for the prophet to come and minister to them once. Am I right? Come on, you know all the stories. Huh? They travel and then they stay there. They're sending money for food, sending money for hospital, for room. One month, two months, three, maybe let's say one month before the prophet gets to them and the prophet ministers to them. Do you realize that if that same person would set his mind that, you know what, I want to get healed of this sickness, just as the woman with the issue of blood did, and I'm going to go to church consistently and hear my pastor teach and hear God's word, and God is going to heal me, if they would come with that same faith, 
and they do it for one month, the sickness will not be able to stay. But they would rather pay transport. You know, I've even, people have even asked me, you know, I remember once I started church, someone asked me that he's not feeling fine, he's sick, they say he's spiritual, that one prophet said he wants to do something, spiritual work, that I should give him money, so that I've got me, <laughs> member of my church, okay, this is that, I should not take, so, you know, since I don't have power now, let's pay the one that has power, after, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 uh, Galatians 3.13. You can't go wrong with reading scriptures. The scripture says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. The word redeemed there means to buy back. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now, uh, the, the, the curse comes on the man who hangs on the tree. Now, if, if, if you understand, let's go to verse 10. Verse 10. Galatians 3, verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the Lord are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the Lord to perform them. So, if you, if you were to keep the law and you couldn't keep all of the law, the curses will come. And so, there was no way we could fulfill that curse. The, all the things in the law. So, Jesus came and took our place so that by believing in Him, praise God, we would have the advantage of fulfilling everything that's in the curse. Uh, that's in the law, sorry. Deuteronomy chapter 27 verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 27 and verse 6. Deuteronomy 27 and verse 6. Uh, for, or 27 verse 26. Cursed is he who does not confirm the words of this law by doing them. How do you confirm the words of the law? By doing them. And all the people said, Amen. What were they saying Amen to? Amen means let so let it be. Or so be it. Okay? Now, if you go to verse 28 now, please, when you go back home, do this as your homework. Go and read Deuteronomy chapter 28. Okay? I did this many, many years ago. And you can't convince me what the curse and the blessing is. I know them. You go to Deuteronomy chapter 28... And read the blessing. And read the curse. If you, are, if you really want to be a diligent student of the Bible, write out all the blessings on one side. Write out all the curses on one side and meditate on them. Don't meditate on the curse. Meditate on the blessing. Okay, but you can identify the curse. In fact, this is what God did. Listen carefully. Pay attention to this. Look at what God did. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 27, God wanted Moses to pronounce the curse. You know what God told Moses? God told Moses, go and climb on Mount Ebal. So Moses went on Mount Ebal and gave the curses and spoke the curses. And then God told him, go to Mount Gerizim and speak the blessing. So he went to Mount Gerizim and speak the blessing. Now, church, um, Bible archaeology has it that if you see the two mountains, you would see one flourishing and growing and green and one is dry. You can't speak the curse always and expect to walk in the blessing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't keep cursing your body. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. And expect to look young. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay. 
So you read the blessing and you read the curse. Now, if you go to, um, <laughs> if you go to verb, verse 15 there, you will see all kinds of curses. All kinds of sickness. From verse 21 to 61, in fact, are full of all kinds of sickness. From eczema to fever to boil to plagues to tumors to scabs, skin infection. Uh, I think severe, severe burning fever would be typhoid fever now. Inflammation, growth, all kinds of sicknesses are listed there. In fact, then it goes on to say that in verse 61, also every sickness and every plague which not written in the book of this law. That means we have a list from verse 21 to 61. And the sickness, more sicknesses will come, like COVID-19, that's not in the book of the law. And God was wise enough to capture it that even sicknesses that are not in the book of the law are part of the curse. Are you following this now? Come on, I said, are you following this now? So, this covers your case. I mean, maybe you go through all of them and you say, well, pastor, my case is not in the verse. No. It says, everyone that's not written here. So, I want you to see something. So, when Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law, he actually redeemed us from every sickness that's in the book and every sickness that's not in the book. Are, are you following this now? Now, First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. And that's why what we want to do, by the grace of God, we're going to teach to a point, and we're just going to spend some time to just worship. And listen, we're going to give God glory. I'm believing that <laughs> there are sicknesses in your body that will not cross with you into the next year you're entering into that. You will be healed in the name of Jesus. Doesn't matter whether it's generational, whether it's demonic, whether it's self-inflicted. God has redeemed us from every sickness. Glory to God. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. So that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By, for by his wounds you were healed. Now, when you read Isaiah chapter 53, it says, by his stripes, um, um, you're healed. If you, if you come to verse 24, it says, by his wounds, you were healed. Now, you'll see literally that this is put as past tense. Not like God is going to heal you. God has healed you because you were healed. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, Brother Hagin was ministering to a lady and, and he was ministering to people and people were getting healed and everything but then the healing anointing lifted up the, the life of Brother Hagin and then uh, he was like, oh, how do we get this woman healed? So, I think the woman was crippled or something. I, I can't remember the exact sickness. And Brother Hagin showed the, the, the lady this verse and the lady was reading it. Was reading it. Was reading it. And then she said, Brother Hagin, if I were healed, then I was healed. 
And light dawned on her. Light dawned on her. And immediately that light dawned on her. The healing power of God broke out all over her body. And she, she got up and got healed. The power of God is in his word. Hallelujah. The power of God is in his word. Feed your word. Feed your heart with the word of God. Vaccinate yourself. Immunize yourself with God's word. Walk in love. Free your heart from bitterness and anger and envy and malice and all of those works of the flesh that the enemy feeds on. If healing has not been in the plan of redemption, it will not have been in the substitutionary chapter of Isaiah 53. Go to Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. Write all these scriptures down. These are healing scriptures. These are scriptures for you to meditate on. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And as we begin to worship the Lord, Amen, you receive your healing. You thank God for your healing. And even if you're not sick, receive your healing. You've got to be proactive. About it. Okay? We must have an attitude towards sickness that is not accommodative. Keep speaking. You know, most times you don't like speaking. Even with our kids, that's how we raise them. When my daughter or my son comes and they see anything, the first thing we say, speak over it. Okay? When they were growing up, a bit younger, we tell them, say peace. So they would just say peace. Because peace means shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Now, they have to speak over it. Train yourself that way. You might not feel like talking, but talk to your body. In the name of Jesus, I'm healed. This pain has no business in my life. In the name of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't go and say, ah, my tuberculosis, my tuberculosis. Is that, you know that my tuberculosis? You know that my tuberculosis? Is it tuberculosis? <laughs> Tuba. I don't even know the name of sickness. Alright, don't, don't, rec- it's not yours. That's the devil's thing. Throw it at him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, I said, throw it at him. Be active. Let your money not deceive you. You can go to India, they will not see a cure. You know, you know sometimes it's called the deceitfulness of riches. So I'll call my doctor, take a look at you, and uh, I'll just see what's, what's wrong, I'll sort it out. <laughs> Doctor that comes, and I like doctors. Say, do a test. Say, go for another one. Say, go for another one. Mm. Go for another one. (laughs) There's nothing wrong in going to see the doctor. But the grace of God will do a much more better work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why, let me explain this to you. Let me say this to you. When God is giving you divine health, learn to be generous to the kingdom. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Be, learn to give, be generous to the kingdom. Because sometimes you don't know, you know, sometimes when people are, are, are not feeling fine or sick and minister to them, and probably we need to take some of them to the hospital or we need to do something. And I go and they tell me how much they are paying for drugs. I'm like, what? Ah, is that how expensive it is? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. 
And you know, for some people, they give you drugs. The paper bag is full, filled with all kinds of drugs, such as uh, capsule, liquid, this one, that one. Then they give you all kinds of description. Take it by 8. Take this one by 7.30. Every 4 hours you take this one. Every 6 hours. Don't take this one before you eat. Take this one after you eat. Drink water and take this one. 1 millimeter, 2 millimeter. Mix it with 5 cm of coke. And then these instructions are there. You can hardly understand Greek, but you understand all of those things. And then you're there like a watchman. One, two, three, four. Oh yeah. Millimeter, two. You are diligent. Why? You believe the words of the doctor. And you should. <laughs> you know, you should. But if I say, well, go home. Take Deuteronomy 28. Look at the curses and the blessing. Meditate on the blessing. Say, ah, ah. Chapter 61 verses. Now, wow. How wow. Just close the book. No diligence. If I say, confess the healing scripture, they have been confessing it. <laughs> you know, some people are angry with God. They have been confessing it. If God wants to hear me, if He doesn't want to hear me, you just leave me like that. You will be like that. Your anger does not work the righteousness of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You've got to tell yourself, listen, this word works. This word works. I'll stay buried. I'll confess it. I'll declare it. And I tell people, even when you go to the doctor and they give you medicine and you're taking the medicine, come on, lift them up to the Lord and say, Father, thank you. As I take this, it's working in my body. It's producing what it should do. I mean, are you hearing what I'm saying? Fight sickness with everything you've got. Don't just relax. Hallelujah. Come on, are you still here? So, Matthew 8, verse 17. We'll take a couple of minutes here. Are you learning something this evening? Look at what he said in verse 14. Let's read Matthew chapter 8. I like this because a lot of people say Peter was the first pope of the church. But what they didn't tell you is that Peter had a (laughs) mother-in-law. You know what that means? You can't have a mother-in-law if you're not married now. Right? And you know the pope is not supposed to be married. So Matthew chapter 8 verse 14. Just throws that out of the the window. When Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in the bed with a fever. Okay? So fever is not a new sickness in that sense. He touched her and the fever left her. So we know that just whatever the fever medicine would have done was what the touch of Jesus did. Glory to God. Because the fever left her. And she got up and waited on them. And this was an instantaneous miracle because this woman was lying in bed with fever. And Jesus touched her and the fever left. And the Bible says she got up and she served them. That means she went and she cooked for them. So she got healed instantly. She got healed instantly. She got healed instantly. So we know that the power of God can heal people instantly. I'll tell you something. We have been raised in a generation that is very skeptical about the power of God. And the reason is because uh, ministers, some, some ministers have gone on to fake miracles. And let me tell you this. If you're a minister of the gospel, teach the word of God. Don't teach God's word. Pray for the sick. Lay hands on the sick. Believe God. Act on the word. And don't, don't try to force things. You know, when all those news comes up about ministers faking miracles... We laugh at them, but the truth of the matter is it dampens pe- people's faith if God can really heal. 
Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? And that's why I'm taking my time to teach you because you've got to build the conviction. Are, are you following what I'm saying? And when you find any testimony like that or a video that there are people are spreading about fake, fake miracles, don't spread it and don't feed on it. Because what you're actually doing is you're feeding unbelief into your system. Rather spend time meditating on those that have been healed. If you don't have anybody close to you, meditate on scriptures. What are you doing? You're feeding your faith. Because the day you will need the healing power of God to be at work in your body, the enemy is going to play mind, mind games with you because of what you're seeing. There are times you minister to people and they're healed instantly. There are times you minister to people and they have to recover. We'll talk about that. And you can do that for yourself also. You have a particular sickness, you minister to it. You speak over it consistently. But deliberate over it. You minister as if you're administering drugs to yourself. You administer the word of God to yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. Come and I said, praise the name of the Lord. Okay, so he said... When Jesus came into Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in the bed with fever. He touched her, and the fever left her, and she got up and waited on them. Verse 16. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. Look at this. He cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were ill. How did he cast out the spirits? Because we're going to talk about this as we progress. Demon possession and sickness. How do you cast out spirits? Come on, how do you cast out spirits? Do we have the scriptures there? Put it up. I want to show something if, if, if you're there. He cast out the spirits hmm, with a word. When Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16. Many spirits. Hmm, look at this. Look at this. Pay attention to it. Okay? He cast out the spirits, many spirits, with how many words? Look at this. He cast out the spirits. <laughs> I like that. The spirits. <laughs> with a word. But today we cast out a spirit with many words and an interview. When did you enter? How did you enter? How many are you? Who are you? Tell us what you plan to do before. How many things did you plan to do? Out of the seven things you plan to do, how many have you done? Where did you come from? Oh, somebody got it right. <laughs> eh? Look at this. Jesus casted out spirits with a word. Today we cast out one spirit with many words and interview and camera. We make demons so exalted. Hmm? And we wrongly taught people that if they don't share their testimony, the sickness will come back. That's what not, Jesus never taught that. There were people Jesus even healed and said, tell nobody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We share testimony to give glory to God. Testimony is not a retention principle. And the reason we also tell people that is because, you know, if they come back to tell the testimony, then we can record it and show everybody. If we want to move in the greater glory of God, we must learn to humble ourselves so that God will take the glory. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Alright. He cast out the spirit with a word and healed all who were healed. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. 
So, now look at this. I want you to, we're going to end here. But look at this carefully. The scripture says, Jesus healed all that were ill. Right? All that were sick. That he would fulfill what was spoken by Isaiah. So, when Jesus healed the sick, he demonstrated that this is a fulfillment of what was spoken by Isaiah. And what was that fulfillment? The scripture says, He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. Now, if he carried away our diseases, it means he's done it already. So, when you're trusting God for healing, it's not something God is going to do. It is something God has already done. Hallelujah. Come on, if I say, I carried away your car... <laughs> See, Pastor, use another example. <laughs> you know, praise God. Praise God. Now, Jesus bore our, our sickness on the cross. He carried it away. We don't need to carry it anymore. We can't allow the devil keep convincing us that we have to carry sickness. Right? This is my Bible. I'm done preaching. Now, if I say, come and carry this Bible away, and they carry the Bible away, where is the Bible? It's no longer here. It's been carried away. It has to be that real to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on. I said it has to be that real to you. Come on. I said it has to be that real to you. That my sicknesses, have been carried away. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's stand on our feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The healing glory of God is here. Amen. The healing glory of God is here. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We're just going to worship God. You're just going to receive your healing. Thank you, Father. Oh, so Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.